Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome back to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way to learn about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined by Japanophile and Gibbon lover, Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? Japanophile and Gibbon lover, how bad does that sound, Chris? Come on now. These tiles get better every week. <laughs> <laughs> I've, just, uh, I've just been berating Chris off air uh, because I spotted, um, spotted him drinking a... A, a, a can of coffee. Now it's a, a can of coffee. It's. It, I tell you why. It's half past eight at night in Japan. Oh, tell you why. You're gonna. You're gonna be. You're gonna be up all night, mate. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna sleep uh, forever. I do have to edit a lot tonight, so right, yeah, okay. This is. This is how I survive. This is what I do. I'm also. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to kick things off. By the way, if you don't get the Gibbon joke thing, mm. the Gibbon comment, uh, do go back and listen to last week's podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, you've just got a kind of obscure introduction there that doesn't make any sense. So do go <laughs> go back and listen if you haven't already. Uh, I'm a bit repulsed at the moment, Pete. Um, oh. Not by you. Don't All worry. I, I read a really weird story today. Um, I was just when, I, when I'm not doing anything, I just sort of sit on the chair, look at the wall, and occasionally read things. And I read the story of a man called Sogen Kato. Mm. A few years ago, Tokyo officials went to go and meet this guy called Sogen Kato on his 111th birthday to congratulate him for being the oldest living man in Tokyo. And when they got there, they opened the door and found his mummified remains on the bed uh, where they'd been since 1978. Oh, no. Dear. It's been there since the 1970s. Uh, the reason they know he'd been there since the 1970s was there was a newspaper like on his lap from <laughs> from that day. Uh, <laughs> what happened is his relatives hadn't announced he'd died and they'd been taking his uh, payments, his pension payments, to the mm. tune of $100,000 or £70,000. Uh, they'd just been taking them. And uh, he's just, he'd died, his family didn't say anything, and they'd taken all the money. And then they, the Tokyo government found out that there were 230,000 people over the age of 100 who were still alive but unaccounted for. And it kind of led this domino effect of everyone realising lots of people were dead in Tokyo but not <laughs> knowing if they were or not. So, oh, yeah, no. kind of a weird situation. I, what I would say is that if you're going to try and defraud the government to the tune of a ridiculous amount of money, well, it was 9.5 million yen, around about 72 grand, uh, in widower's pension payments um don't put a newspaper from the 1970s in his lap i get the feeling that these people aren't details well, people apparently they hadn't even gone in there they just left him and what? they didn't even know he was dead like when they interviewed <laughs> them they were like oh we just thought he might be dead we weren't sure but <laughs> yeah, i think he'd locked the door from the inside and they were like oh we can't bother to go in there yeah and like a japanese it's probably a good thing they didn't go in there given the situation of <laughs> sogen mr oh. mr Kato. Uh, I mean, so yeah, so that's that's what I read today, and that's why I'm a little bit repulsed. So, yeah. <laughs> it's probably the nice probably little introduction coffee. there to the podcast. Yeah, a dead person. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that, Chris. I mean, welcome to we're nearly in uh, May, uh, we're nearly in April rather, and uh, yeah, you're, you're giving us that absolute filth. This week, a few weeks ago, uh, we had a question, and somebody asked me what I would change about Japan, mm. and it's one of those questions where I was put on the spot. And I couldn't get an answer out. I was I was lost for words. Um, I just didn't know what to say. 
So I thought this week, to make up for it, I would uh, base the entire podcast around it. Mm. Things that we would change about Japan. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, so I'm, I've been piling through all of the um, uh, tweets that you guys have, uh, have been getting. Because you did put this out on Twitter as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. I, um, I, I did a post on Twitter saying, what would you change about Japan? I think we got mm. over 100 responses in the last <laughs> hour. So, <It's>, yeah. <laughs> clearly there's a few things people want to change. Um, mm. I mean, Japan, I, I've never done a video about this on my YouTube channel because I, I've always kind of shied away from saying anything negative about mm. Japan because you suddenly open up this... Everyone starts being like, oh, why are you in Japan then? It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, look, you can have criticisms about a country... But I don't like the attitude where it should be like, oh, why are you there then? Everyone says that. So uh, only on the podcast do I feel comfortable discussing <laughs> it. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. But I love Japan, obviously. No one no one does tries harder to you know, showcase Japan to the world. So this is the one time mm. that I'm going to lay into it a little bit. Well, exactly. Even though my criticisms aren't that bad. So. But, it's, but it's very much, I think, most of the criticisms that I'm looking at are on Twitter, mainly administrative, mm. to be honest, and the fact that it's so far away from Europe and people from Europe want to go to Japan. It's not Japan's That's fault. That's criticism. No, it really Can't isn't. Can't move the tectonic plates. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Do, do, you want, do you want a few from Twitter and then uh, we'll take yours, Chris? Yes, you're in charge of Twitter today. I'm uh, in charge of in. Twitter. What can you find? Me and my news Peaks, Big job. <laughs> A special job for a special boy. Yeah! <laughs> Responsibility that I don't deserve. Um, Hannah, Hannah Tolson. Hello, Hannah. Okay. Uh, Hacker Patol on uh, Twitter. Uh, the really stressful working culture in some companies and a lack of holiday time. Now, that's something we've talked about on this podcast before. Uh, you've talked about Japan. Uh, it's slightly lacking mm. in its productivity figures compared to other developed nations, uh, but they have the longest working hours. They do, and that's actually the first one on my list. Uh, Attitude to Towards working culture and overtime. Mm. I've got a list of six, by the way. I don't, right, I don't okay. know if I already pointed that out. I chose six. <laughs> six is my go-to number for these things. Yeah, Ten you love too six, much. don't you? Five is an even number. Uh, so we need a... We need a hang on, wait. Five is an even number? What am Five I is an even number. What's going on, Pete? <laughs> too much pizza. I mass. Too much coffee. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, attitude towards work is it's just ridiculous. Um mm. You're a good employee in Japan if you're just present at work. Um, mm. Often, when I was in my job as a teacher, and it, I, I finished at work at about 4.30. But if I was there till, say, 5.30 or 6, all the staff would come over and sort of congratulate me for being the best worker in the world. Um, and there's this idea in Japan that by doing overtime, just by being at work, by being present, you're doing your job, even if you're just sitting there like, I don't know, reading a book or not doing anything related to your job. The idea that you're present at work is re a really big thing. Mm. Um, it's, I think it's the idea that you can be called upon at any time. If something happens, you're there, right? Right. Um, so, which is silly. I mean, it lowers productivity massively. And you get the situation where a lot of workers are too afraid to go home because if they're looking for a promotion, they want to look good to their supervisors and whatnot, so they stay in work doing nothing, mm. just sat at their desk. Uh, and they'll get promoted for doing that. So I think that's ridiculous. People... There isn't much of a good dividing line between work and private life, so people get overworked, and it's to the detriment of companies in Japan, I think. They lose creativity and motivation and staff. So, yeah, that's a pretty big flaw, I think. Mm. And that's probably top of my list of things to change about Japan. Attitude towards work, work yeah. hours and overtime. Um, I uh, th There's another one here from Monty as well. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll start with mm. the meaty ones and then we'll go on to uh, the slightly more frivolous ones like uh, the, king, <laughs> the, the King of Kek. We talked about Kek last week. The King of Kek on Twitter. Uh, the worst thing about Japan, the part where they blur out the fun bits. We don't need to go into that, oh, but that's God. what he said. Um, Monty. That's disgraceful. 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 Uh, what a disgrace, King of Keck. Um, <laughs> he is the King of Keck, though, so who are we to judge? He is literal royalty. Uh, hello to what Monty. What else would you expect? <laughs> hello to Monty. Um, the justice system. It really pressures people into admitting crimes they didn't necessarily commit. Now, I chatted mm. to a guy called Adam Terrell. He lives in Tokyo. Uh, I met him a couple of days ago. Mm. He um, he works for a company uh, that distributes um, films. He's a pro film producer himself, uh, Third Window Films. He does some beautiful um, films. I think I recommended one of them, um, a comedy film called uh, Fuku-chan of Fuku-Fuku Flats, which is a really fun comedy show, uh, comedy um, film, rather. And I didn't think right. Japanese comedy would be anything other than, like, 
um, slapstick because you know like Mr Bean's yeah. really big out there and stuff. I always think that Japanese it comedy is, yeah. is all about it's that. It's very slapsticky, yeah, definitely. But um, but this the, the, this this film was actually it was like um, it was like Grand Budapest Hotel. I'll have to send you the DVD. It's so oh. good, Chris. Um, that is good. Fukuchana, Fukuflat or something. He was basically telling us that mm. he got arrested um, like a few weeks ago and he <laughs> found himself in the legal system and he got arrested simply because basically he's got two kids uh, in, in his house. Uh, I think I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think think it's it's got kids. Anyway, oh, there's certainly kids in his complex. Um, he was with his <laughs> wife uh, and there was a drunk man outside, a drunk uh, Japanese man outside and, you know, just, just shouting. And so uh, this guy, come, Adam, comes out of the house and basically tells mm. this guy... C- keep shouting. it down. This, yeah, stop shouting. You know, he's a drunk guy, but you stop shouting. There's, there's kids, um, there's kids in the house. There's kids. They might not be mine, but there's kids up here. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> there's kids up in this building, um, and this guy um, basically pushes uh, Adam, and Adam, you know, just kind of Shit. calms him down a bit. And then this guy says, "Right, you need to give me money, or I'm going to tell the police you you punch me or push me or whatever." And this, and, and 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 he's like, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm going back in my house anyway." So this guy, um, so this guy phones the police. Uh, the police wow. come and basically say, look, we know you haven't done anything, but we need to arrest you because this guy isn't backing down and he needs you arrested. So this, so he has to go through this system for four or five days where <sighs> he gets put, you know, you get put in, you get put somewhere. Well, he was put in a cell for four or five put, days. I, I think he was put in a cell or he's certainly um, in the legal Good system Lord. for four days just because of, on a drunk man, a drunk Japanese man over a white guy's, oh, uh, a, a, you know, a white guy's um, say-so, basically. Um, and this guy's, you know, speaks perfect Japanese. Japanese. He's been there for like the last ten Ooh. years. He's 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 a uh, he's got businesses out there and stuff like that. Uh, and well, and because I hope of this kind of off the well, country. well, yeah, exactly. I think it was more just well. He's you know he's got a Japanese he's got a Japanese wife now. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. he he lives that he lives in Tokyo now. But just the just because of the process, um, there's no kind of fluidity. There's no mm. kind. It's a very rigid system. You're Guilty until it proven not. innocent. Yeah, it's so weird. Starts, so yeah, right? yeah. So it, oh, that was right. a fascinating story, but uh, yeah. So it sounds like they're just a system, um, you know, pressures people into admitting crimes that they, they didn't commit and stuff like that. So yeah, I have heard that they press you into basically admitting that you've done something and signing mm. something, and yeah, I, it's not something I particularly want to find out. No, uh, we've already <laughs> talked about getting done for speeding tickets and getting done for having medicine, as you did in the <laughs> Pongi. But like, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's terrifying. That's, very that's very strange. Um, uh, Michael, Michael Latham, um, lower taxi prices, please. I spent a lot of time in Japan. Oh, yeah. I will continue to return, but it is very expensive. Um, Uber, U- Uber yeah. is a no, cons- Uber. Uber does Uber does happen in in Tokyo certainly. Uber does happen. No, no, it doesn't in Tokyo. Only <laughs> the um, Uber Black, oh. Uber Black, the like premium one. Where oh, you pay like right. a bucket load of money. Oh, I, think, I, see. I don't think the actual Uber exists. The kind of standard one exists because. Uh, Japan's taxi organisation is incredibly powerful. Mm. Uh, Japan seems to have a lot more taxis than any other country I've been to. Uh, <laughs> it's good. There's always taxis there, right? Yes. And the taxi, taxi drivers are wonderful. They're lovely. They're quite smart. They know what they're doing. They know where places are that you want to go. But it is pricey. Mm. And um, as someone who, when I was back in the UK recently, I, I used Uber several times for the first time. And it was really good. The taxi drivers were very nice. Mm. It was in their interest to be nice because you could rate them afterwards, yeah. right? Uh, and it was a lo- it was notably cheaper than the standard kind of standard taxes. So mm. yeah, it would be quite good to have it here, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I don't think it's going to happen at all. It's it's interesting because it's um, th- there are so many taxis. Actually, the, uh, I was playing a video game, one of the Yakuza video games, and there's an entire section <laughs> where you have to work mm. as a taxi driver. So I feel like I've lived the life of a of a Japanese <laughs> taxi driver with my doilies <laughs> and my lovely car that o- where the doors open automatically. That's a, that's a good one actually. The, the doors open what automatically frequently in the taxis, and also they have doilies everywhere. So that's quite nice. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, well, I'll give you my second thing on my hit list mm. of things I would like to change. Um, ban squat toilets. I don't know why they're still there. Like, you go to a, to- a toilet and you have, like, four cubicles and three of them are, like, super advanced laser toilets from the future. Like, I walked into my... I was in a hotel in Tokyo the other day and I opened the key and I kind of turned the key, opened the door to the hotel room and I heard... Roop, 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 and I was like, what the voice is that? And I walked in and opened the bathroom door and the toilet was just cleaning itself. This little mechanical rod thing had come out with like mm. a... Well, this, this little rod had come out from the toilet and started washing itself and spraying water at itself. <laughs> and then I sort of stared at it for a few seconds. It, it sat there silent. 
with this rod out washing and then it just went and the rod went back in and the toilet went silent and it was like the toilet had a mind of its own what is this so you've got these super duper futuristic toilets and then you've just got a hole on the floor and I don't understand what it is why it's there or how to use it and I hate it I absolutely hate it there's nothing worse than walking into a building where they've only got those squat toilets Mm. and that it's it's not, there's nothing worse than that. All my it's, worst memories in Asia revolve around ruddy squat toilets. Squat toilets. Get rid of them. It's That's, they should be gone. The strange thing about squat toilets is that, that, that is that it's kind of like you you do your business. I don't need to see that again. But the squat toilets dictate that you see it again. I don't need to see it again. It's like <laughs> the Germans do that quite a lot. The Germans always have a little shelf so you can have a good old inspect. It's like, it's unnecessary. Just get rid of it. I don't want to see it. That was pizza three hours ago. It's fine, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm just, dealing with it. It doesn't seem very hygienic. It seems, you know, it seems the opposite end of the spectrum to the, the usual Japanese toilets that have shower machines built into them, all sorts. So, mm. yeah, but fundamentally using them is a nightmare and I hate them. And they, yeah... Get rid it of is. Them. It That's is one though thing, one of the things I think we should get rid of. It is though um, a lot uh, a lot healthier way to um, to do your business though. Apparently, having your having well, your legs having your legs up as high let's, as your let's buttock. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, you, you, can buy, you, can buy, yeah. you can buy stools to put your feet on, and that, apparently that's a more natural way to do it. So there we go. Uh, can we have right. another one from you, Chris? Yes. Uh, I think another thing Japan should change is not eating or drinking in outdoor areas. Or mm. the um, what you find in Japan is restaurants and bars and things don't have an outdoor seating area. Mm. It's quite obviously it's quite a common thing in Europe. Uh, you know, you go down the street and people. On a, it's a really nice thing on a hot summer's day. You sit outside with your wine and your pizza. I mean, I, that's basically what I do. <laughs> um, you can't do that in Japan though because for some reason. The whole idea of eating and drinking outside doesn't really exist. It's incredibly rare mm. to find somewhere that has tables and chairs outside. Um, and, I, yeah, I think that needs to be changed. I think that's kind of sad. I think it's a bit depressing. I, you find most restaurants and bars are often hidden behind closed doors uh, in Japan, and that's something I would change. It just feels yeah. wrong on a summer's day. You know, you, you want to have a drink. Uh, you have to go inside in the yeah. dimly lit room. You know, you yeah. can't be out... Pub gardens, I miss them so much. Yeah, Sitting I, in a pub garden, eating and drinking on a summer's day. That's yeah, a, like, a lot yeah. of a lot of like eating experiences. That occasionally, like mm. I think, occasionally they'll get like seasonal ones. And I've been to one in Osaka, and it's more of an eating experience where you just have some delicious food uh, and maybe a drink mm. with it. But yeah, it, you're right, and and also it is quite daunting to walk. You know, to go up in a lift to the third floor, to go to a bar, to walk in, and especially if you're a, 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 you're not Japanese, mm. and there's just Japanese people, and everyone turns around, and you're like, you know, you just tabemono or something. I just want food, mm. or I just want a drink, and it's actually quite, it's actually quite Tabulator. disconcerting for someone who's actually quite, um, who's a little bit shy. Well, you get these buildings with like five floors, with mm. you know. 10, 15 restaurants in, and they're all really well concealed. Yeah. Uh, certainly, the first few years that I was in Japan, I was always really intimidated to just go into one. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it looked like, I didn't really know what it did. You know, you go in the elevator to, like, the fifth floor to the restaurant, and the door's open, and you're just in the restaurant, and you're, the staff are there looking at you, so you kind of have to go in then, or it's just a bit awkward if you decide not to go in. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but fundamentally, it's just the idea of sitting outside and eating and drinking, and I miss that. And that's one of the things I would change. Eat and drink outside. Frost says um, the flight the flight prices. LMAO. He's mm. kicking. He's kicking all over the place. Um, from my perspective, I guess it's different, possibly from uh, Japan, which has a slightly stronger currency. Let's face it. Um, getting a uh, getting a flight from London is. Mm. Very, very expensive. Uh, most of the time, yeah, certainly direct. You're looking at like seven hundred, eight hundred pounds return. Yeah, well, my uh, a friend of mine came to Japan via Italy on Air Italia, mm. I think a few years ago, and they came mm. for two hundred and thirty pounds return. And I was like, "Are you what?" Yeah, and they were like, and they said to me like they had to stop off in Rome for a few hours, you know, from those sort of stopover flights. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh no, what am I going to do? I have to stop in Rome for twelve hours." <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Beautiful. But I think Rome. it was a special one-off. Generally. Seven hundred, eight hundred pounds return is what you're looking at, um, yeah. and it isn't a nice flight. 
but then again that isn't something we can really change I don't no think, exactly don't it's, it's, it's very much where it is that. isn't it really I mean ver- um, from from my perspective um, Virgin used to fly out there but they've stopped now they it's did, basically yeah. basically BA and also is it ANA uh, that's one of their um, ANA Japan Nippon Airlines Nippon? and BA yeah. are the big are the main three that go direct yeah, yeah certainly from London anyway, but crazy. obviously you guys are from, from all over the place but um, certainly from Europe Air China's a pretty good uh, option changing uh, changing Beijing uh, well, well, you can get flights for around like 300 quid I mean it's, it's a terrible airline but it's safe got an excellent safety oh, someone, record it's very a friend cheap. of mine flew I think China Eastern mm. once and the, the plane for some reason it didn't go to Tokyo in the end the, the plane just didn't turn up and they were left at an airport halfway to Japan stuck in China somewhere oh god and it, yeah <laughs> the airport yeah. the airplane company was just like Nope, we, we can't bother to do anything about it. Good luck with that. You yeah. left them. So, I've yes, f- be careful what airlines <laughs> you fly with. <laughs> but there, there are deals to be had, but they're mainly not direct ones because the direct market is mainly for people who need to get there for business and things mm. like that. But if, you, if you're happy to take a couple of hours in Beijing or well, I find, I know, Hong I find Kong a lot or something... Of Jap- I find um, the three airlines that do fly direct from London to Japan, BA, ANA, Japan Airlines... Most over half the plane is like business class seats. Yeah, because the people that did the route are usually usually business people, mm. and I have to walk through like a hundred people who are all sitting there drinking their champagne, looking really smug, and I'm like, "You bastards!" <laughs> I have to sort of walk through, looking depressed, going through this wonderful lovely seats to my little box at the back in the economy section <laughs> sucks it's not fair it should be illegal to have to walk through business class and first yeah. class sections we, we should be allowed peasant to class, we right? should be allowed to um, board where the peasants board I think it's fair to say but yeah. I would say that Chris you on the last flight back did uh, get an upgrade and you did have a little stool to put your foot on so well, yeah, they, well we got, I, I, yeah I, I got on the plane and um, I got to the airport and they were like oh your seat's gone I was like what what do you mean my seat's gone and they're like yeah it's not there anymore I was like oh okay and then they were like don't worry they will see what happens they gave me the ticket to the plane without a seat number and I got to the boarding gate I, I was the last passenger on they were like you've been upgraded to premium economy and I was like yeah <laughs> I got a little it was stole. actually a lot better so that was a bit of luck I don't think it was it wasn't because I was some sort of YouTuber it was just because They'd forgotten me, so <laughs> upgraded for all the wrong reasons, but oh, I was well. happy with it. Never mind. Um, uh, Alex wants to see the end of the fax machine and out-of-date te- yes. te- uh, technology they need to modernise. There was a scene in the film Back to the Future 2 when I think Biff is... Or someone's being fired uh, by a Japanese man from Japan and um, basically the fax machine... Um, something bursts out the fax, fax machine, basically <laughs> his P45. Yeah. And um, I remember sort of seeing that going, oh, people don't use fax machines. Japan very much still uses the fax Especially machine, even in, in 2018. Yes, it is obscene. Like... I remember that's that's the biggest misconception about Japan, which is a whole other topic. But top of my list is like this Japan being technologically advanced, and mm. yeah, it has good internet. And I think I think that's the only thing that I can really. It's got good internet and bullet trains, but re, in, in most cases, like office work and offices are actually they feel like they're stuck in the past. Mm. Everything's very paper based. Yes, they don't. There's because these companies are often run by quite elderly guys who don't know a lot about new technology they're kind mm. of resistant resilient to change um, yeah. so fax machines stay because they know how to use them and yeah, yeah they're still there I was, I was shocked by the presence of fax machines in the school where I worked I was like <laughs> what is this contraption is it a telephone and they're like no this is a fax machine I was like oh wow well, I've never seen one before until I came to Japan mm. like, they were before my time in the UK we kind of got rid of them in the early 90s, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really confused by it. Mm. But, and, uh, rubbish. And also, I mean, the infrastructure Turn is there, but, but people kind of hang on to technology they're familiar with. For example, you see mm. a lot of people with flip phones still. Yes, flip flown. Flip flip flown. Flip flown. <laughs> shabu shabu. <laughs> the, cheap, the cheapest way to travel between Japan and the UK is flip flown. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. I actually quite like flip phones. They look cool. I haven't got one, but there's something quite cool and nostalgic mm. about them. Yeah, but they but use them here just because they're simple and people are intimidated by smartphones. Mm. And I thought about getting one just because sometimes I spend too much time on my smartphone. I thought about just getting a cheeky flip phone. Mm. Uh, and yeah, but they're, they're everywhere still, actually. Yeah, Most people over 50 seem to use a flip phone exclusively. 
So Fascinating. That's another odd thing. Mm. Yes. So I'll give you another one for my 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 list of six mm. things I'd like to change. <laughs> uh, superficial compliments. Right. Have you had that on your uh, trips here? When you've yes. said some Japanese and they've gone, Peter-san, you hung <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't know anything. I don't, that's what he, especially that's what when, especially when they, especially because <laughs> they know you don't speak any Japanese because they'll say it in English. They'll mm. say, oh, your Japanese is very good, or you can hold your chopsticks really well. And as soon as anyone compliments you yeah, on your, on your ohashi work, is it ohashi? Yeah, chopsticks, isn't it? Yeah, ohashi, hashi. the honorific uh, version of uh, hashi. Um, yeah, yeah whenever anybody front. compliments you on it, um, you instantly go to absolute pot and you start dropping things. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a bit awkward. I mean, I get annoyed when they kind of say, well done on the chopsticks. I, I, I've got to the point now where I just say, well, yes, I've not only lived in Japan for five years, but like we use them in the rest of the world a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. Like we and use it... them going to restaurants and whatnot. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's just this idea. I, the three big ones are, oh, the hongo jōzu, your Japanese is good, right. when your Japanese isn't good. Uh, it feels quite kind of... <laughs> Patronizing. I mean, it can mm. feel quite nice at first. I mean, the first time it happened to me, I didn't know that in Japan, people and strangers throw off compliments every minute yeah. that you speak to them. But I thought that people were just being nice. And I, I even thought that I was good at Japanese, even though I knew, like, five phrases. I was like, mm. wow, maybe my Japanese is good. Maybe it's well, really I couldn't easy. even say a sentence like, I really like trees. Well, I couldn't <laughs> even say that. And they'd be like, oh, you're Japanese. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> then there's the chopsticks one. And the third one that I get the most is, um, I think I said it the other week, ikemen. Ikemen. Or ikemen or kakui, which is the word for cool. Kakui. Ah. Kakui ne. Peter-san, kakui ne. Uh, Peter-san. Cool. Just because, I'm, just because I'm a foreign dude, I'm a rarity, I'm yeah. cool, I'm a genius, you know. So, it, yeah, I don't really like it. For a time, when I first arrived, I was like, oh, this is going to my head. Maybe I am brilliant. <laughs> and then it happens all the time, and it still happens to me now. People call me a genius. People tell me I'm cool. People congratulate me for the use mm. of chopsticks. Um, <laughs> and it's just a bit annoying, and it's very superficial. I know people in Japan are just trying to be polite. In the same way that we make small talk, like, hey, Bimpy, what have you been up to? Yeah. In Japan, the equivalent is just making... Superficial compliments, I find right. a lot of the time, um, and that's one thing I would change. Kiniku. Somebody said uh, I had kini- muscle. Muscle. Someone was quite Kiniku. impressed by my muscles once, and I know that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> I'm an absolute weakling. <laughs> that's an odd one. That is would, an odd one, isn't it? How would how would they change that about Japan? Uh, how would I change? Don't use the word muscle. Stop saying muscle. <laughs> it's an odd Stop one. Isn't saying it? Muscle, Don't say the word muscle. Man. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And to my surprise, I stumbled across a secret, sexy club. Wow. Another, well, another one of my points that kind of ties into the superficial compliment thing is overly attentive shop staff. Right. Uh, now, that's not superficial, actually. But what you find is in quite a few restaurants, I'd say 40% of the time, mm. I find the shop staff can kind of hover over you or stand near you and mm. stare at you. Um, now, the good thing about Japanese restaurants is... When you want some someone to help you, you just shout out. You just shout out, "Sumasen," you know, "Sumasen," oh, help me, come over. Uh, which is good because I hate it in Western restaurants where you have the staff constantly coming over, right, and being like, "How's your meal, guys? How's yeah, your meal?" Yeah, yeah. It's like it's great, but now I can't enjoy it because I've got a mouthful of food. And I have to stop everything and tell you how my meal is. They always do that. It's bloody annoying. <laughs> and once you've lived in Japan, you it really gets to you when you go back mm-hmm. home. It's like. Don't ask me how my meal is, just go away. But um, <laughs> what you find in Japan is um, a lot of the time staff just stand there. Like I went to a, a, a gyutan restaurant, Kao Tung's, the cuisine of Sendai. I don't think... Did you try it when you were here? Did I Kao Tung, no, no. no, I don't think so. Kao Tung. But I went to a, a gyutan restaurant in Sendai Station and I sat there and I had my order, my gyutan, and I looked up and it was like, it was like a horror film. The chef was staring at me with a smile... There's three staff at different points around the restaurant staring at me. And if I looked at them, if I looked at any of them, they'd sort of look as though they wanted me, as though like they thought I wanted something. So they would start to walk over towards me. Uh. I'd quickly look down. I'd look down at the plate again and be like, nope, nope, don't need your help. And then they'd back off. And I just couldn't enjoy my meal because every time I looked up, it, they started inv- advancing on me <laughs> uh, or just staring at me. So that was really kind of odd. <laughs> kind of awkward so that's one another thing I would change yeah but fair news I don't know how big of an issue that is I think maybe that's just me being a bit nip, it's just me nitpicking just just eating out though isn't it Espe- well especially because I think we kind of equate um, attentiveness with um, people wanting tips or people earning their mm. tips but in Japan obviously tips you just no don't tips. do it woohoo absolutely and generally the you know the, the, the service quality in Japan is formidably good yeah. It's legendary, you know. It's so good. It's the best in the world. People, people are genuinely um, proud of their work and proud of their jobs and proud of the way that they do. They are, yeah, people. yeah. That's one um, of the best things about Japan. Como uh, uh, code on uh, on Twitter. Um, I would like mm. uh, Japan to change the name of Pakari Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best things about. It. Everyone loves that. Pakari oh. Sweat. I mean, it's, it's, it's an isotonic drink that, um, to be honest, if you've got a hangover, it's not a bad drink. It replaces those electrolytes, which I'm informed are relatively important, and uh, it's a <laughs> lovely salty-slash-sugary drink, and it's bloody magnificent. It is quite good. Mm. I, I got an addiction to it in, like, my second or third year in Japan. Like, you could buy powder, so it basically just tastes mm. like... Uh, what does it taste like? What's a foreign equivalent? Uh, we don't, don't really have know. it. I mean, we've got like kind of no. Lucas Aid. Lucas it's, it's way too. Yeah, I think that's. I think Gatorade is probably a closer approximation. It's not quite sh- that sugary. Um, it's it's mm. a little bit more salty. It's it's nice. It's it's an interesting drink. Yeah, it's a lot saltier. And I, but I got I got addicted to it for a time, mm. and I would like get the powder. And just like like lick it off the table. That sounds, that sounds Chris, really grim, actually. Chris, Jesus that Christ. is a law point. That does sound really grim. That is licking Pakari <laughs> sweat powder Pekari off the table. Sweat powder. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a oh, poor man's Scarface. Yeah, just piles and piles <laughs> of this isotonic powder. Fantastic still. Um, Liam, friend of the short Edwards, uh, hidden fees in every right. aspect of business. Having to pay a fee for random things like key money and stuff oh, God, like this. Yeah. I listened to an entire podcast of a, of a bloke over in Japan, uh, basically talking about his life in Japan, and he did a whole show on key money. Now, fine, that's mm. cool. It was a, it, it was uh, very informative, and I still listen to the whole thing. But yeah, key money is just kind of it's like a bribe, isn't it? The two words send an absolute shudder down my spine. Like <laughs> I, when I got this, the, the current apartment I'm in. I had to pay a shocking amount. I think it was like five. Like key money, for those of you who don't know, when you get an apartment in Japan, you have to make a, a key money kind of payment. I think the money goes to the owner, the landlord, mm. as like a thank you money, yeah. or it goes to the management company. Either way, it costs an absurd amount. So say you pay like $500 rent uh, a month, the key money can be like six times that. I think I paid, I can't remember how I paid, I think I paid like $4,000 of key mm. money. That's uh, insane. And it just nearly nearly bankrupted me I had to like get out a special loan just to play, pay the bloody key money off because I didn't have that kind of money on me yeah. at the time when I when I got this apartment uh, so yeah it can be the, the downfall of many people coming to Japan mm. uh, I was lucky when I was a teacher I didn't have any key money and my rent was absurdly cheap I only paid like uh, 10,000 yen a month because yeah. it was government subsidised it was mm. basically the closest thing to being free you could get for accommodation in Japan Whereas now I pay more like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, I think, because it's in Sendai in the city. Um, so it's very pricey, and that key money was awful. So watch out for that. Mm. That can be awful if you're getting an apartment in Japan. It can really ruin the whole experience. I finished teaching, and then I went back to the UK for a month or two, and then I mm. came back to Japan and moved to Sendai. Yeah, and I stayed in temporary um, kind of apartment. What was it? What was it called? It was kind of like not share housing. It's kind of like contract a special kind of contract where I didn't right. have to pay any key money yeah. but I had to pay a stupid amount of rent it was like over a thousand dollars of rent every month yeah. so I didn't have to find a massive deposit but I was still like going bankrupt every month from paying uh, rent so mm. yeah it comes with a few caveats usually Yeah, usually a few things in there that make it a bit bad well we hope we haven't put you off Japan with our uh... <laughs> <laughs> saying everything sucks out there, but I think yeah. I think I think mainly in this show we've been talking about um, things that you know, not seismic changes, just slight changes to the way things are done would improve things exponentially. Mm. And it's just it's more it's quite interesting more than anything else. I think it's fair to say. Well, my last point, the last thing I would change is the attitude attitude towards giving opinions in Japan. Right uh, at work, for example, you're never supposed to really speak your opinion. Mm. Um, you you have a meeting with your staff, your colleagues, and you sit around the table, and the person running the meeting will usually say what they think, and then you'll kind of sit there, and no one will talk. And you have to kind of reach this mutual consensus, uh, but you can't ever go, no, I don't think that's a good idea, because then you'll be kind of outcast. Mm. And I have a good Western friend who works in, he's worked in a Japanese company, who gave some sort of advice on strategy to really help the company. And they just ignored him because he was very blunt about it. They were like, no, that's not the traditional way of doing it. Um, so, yeah, he kind of got outcast for being opinionated. Yeah. There's this, this idea here that you kind of don't give your opinions. You're very uh, indirect about the way mm. you do things. And that can be good and bad. I mean, I've never seen a fight in five years of living here. <laughs> and that's probably because of the way people you know, aren't blunt and say, mm. oh, your hair's shit. <laughs> you wouldn't say that. People don't give their opinions. But the absence of debating uh, feels yeah. like it casts a pretty big shadow. Uh, like when I was teaching, we had this kind of... They were introducing students to debating because this isn't a concept that mm. is in Japan, this idea that you argue and debate over a situation and yeah. find a resolution. It's done very differently. So that's a good and bad thing, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to change that. Mm. Don't More debating, how, but, like, more debating, please. Um, Shall we debating. end with our, with our uh, quick Japanese lesson for this week? Obviously, it's yes, the highlight of my week. Because, Japanese lesson. Yes. Um, some phrases that you might want to use. Week, some some words. Yes, this week I thought we'd use some words and phrases from each of the six points that I've just gone over. I'll give you one right. one key word from each of those points that you mm. might need to know. So, the first point was, uh, well, squat toilets. So, what's the word for toilet? Squat to- uh, toilet. In Japanese. Uh, as, I, toilet think we dis- I think we've discussed before, um, whenever I go somewhere new, I just learn 
where is the toilet? Hachamshu uh, yeah. Odeo, I think, is in uh, Korean. What about bathroom? Bathroom, bathroom. I, I actually don't say toilet much in Japanese. I say the word for bathroom. So bathroom, I don't like it, to be like, oh, I want to go to the toilet. I want to say, like, <laughs> I want to go to the, the restroom, the bathroom. Right, OK, yeah. Because bath is yok uh, something or other, isn't it? Yok, um, uh, I can't remember. I'd I'm not anything. good. <laughs> Correct, tell me. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Yes, please. Do you give up? Do you surrender? The yes. word for bathroom is oterai. Oterai. Ah, OK, o- right, o- I see. Oterai. 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 So, like, if you want to go to the toilet, you just say, oh, Oterai wa dochira desu ka? Where's the, where's, the, where's the bathroom, basically? Ah. Yeah, it's better than going, Toilet wa doko desu ka? Where's the toilet? Oterai wa dochira desu ka? Which way's the bathroom? Which way's the bathroom? Uh, second point, we talked about attitude towards work. So, what's the Japanese word for work? Do you know that the one? The Japanese word for work is shigoto. Good. Nice one. Thanks, you know Chris. Uh... I think I was trying to figure out what my job was in Japanese, uh, which is uh, radio no DJ, DJ of the radio. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, yeah. Good. Well done. Yeah. What about outside? The, uh, wait, the next point was about drinking and eating outside. So what's right. the word outside in I Japanese? Don't, I don't know this one at all, to be honest, Chris. Uh, it's uh, soto. Oh. Soto. So say... Um, soto ni eru. So She's you, outside. So could, She's outside. So you could actually sort of think shigoto is work, and if you want to work outside, just get rid of the <laughs> I and the G. Soto. Yeah. Soto. Shoto. Shoto. <laughs> Next one we did was, I think it was, uh, hosp- like, it was hospitality. Right, a okay. Tentative shop staff. Ah. What is the word for hospitality in no. Japanese? You actually hear it everywhere in Japan at the moment, especially in the run-up to the Olympics. They're like, oh, we've got such great hospitality. But what is the word? Not a clue. Not a clue. Didn't hear it. You might have heard it when you were over here. The word mm. is omotenashi. 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 Ah. No, omotenashi. I didn't hear that at all, to be honest. Yeah. You'll hear that a lot. Like, it's, it seems to be the most, one of the top most used words I hear on TV and posters and things. Hospitality. Right. Omotenashi. Ah. Uh, what about, what's the next point? Oh, yeah. Superficial compliments. What's the word? I said and I said it. What is the word for cool? Uh, kakoi. Kakoi. Good. Kakui. 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 Yeah, good. <laughs> kakui. Uh, and finally, last point was on giving opinions. Uh, what is the phrase? You probably know it. It's quite a common... You mm. hear it all the time in Japan. I see. So when you say to some... Like, say I give an opinion. Say I, mm. I think, oh, the new, the new Black Panther movie was good. Yeah, and you think it's rubbish, but you don't want to go. Oh, it's rubbish. You just want to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like a kind of phrase that you would say, like, oh, uh huh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, good. Like a non-committal kind of phrase. Mm. And and this phrase is quite useful in any conversation. Really, it's so good to kind of keep things going. I guess you know the phrase, don't you? I do. You know it. Saw this, isn't it? Saw this. Saw this. Saw this. It's like the most used phrase in any. Conversation ever <laughs> in Japan. Saw this there. Often, if someone's just talking and I'm not listening, I'll just go, oh, yeah, saw this there. It's mm. kind of just going, uh huh, mm hmm, yeah. <laughs> That's happening. Well, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, so saw this there. Good. Lovely old job. You've done well this week. You've I'd, nailed I'd, the list. It's almost a, almost a clean sweep. Um, wacky news of the week, Chris. Wacky news wacky of the week. Wacky news of the week. The wacky news of the week is. Uh, Board of Education in uh, Fukuoka mm-hmm. suspended a Japanese teacher who had stockpiled 750 pairs of underwear in his office. Oh, no. Which is he'd quite been stealing, a lot of underwear. He'd been stealing pants. Well, there's some debate over that. Basically, they found... <laughs> it's, it's such a weird story. Um, this teacher, this 50-year-old teacher... Uh, Another teacher discovered a stockpile of some 750 pairs of women's underwear stored in 10 plastic shopping bags oh, in a cabinet God. used in his office. That's probably the one of the top five worst situations to be in if you're a teacher in any country. Um, the teacher then insisted that he'd purchased the underwear from a specialised seller in July 2016 for the oh, sum of God. $100. And he then moved them to the school a month later with the intent of reselling them during the school's high school cultural festival in October. 
when the students buy and sell items at the on-campus bazaar. But that doesn't seem like a credible excuse, does it? I mean, the story goes, like, he sounds like a panty thief, but it turns out he was actually yeah. a panty merchant. Now... Turns out he was just a fucking idiot. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> he, but, Ridiculous like, man. He doesn't say... He doesn't say... It doesn't say whether these were pre-packaged. He just says that they were pants, and he was going to try and sell them. Now, I'm not buying well, second-hand pants... He bought- he bought 750 pairs for $100. Mm, they yeah. must have been used. All the incredibly cheap underwear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's room for debate there, but I suspect they were probably used. Yeah. Um, and this man is clearly off his rockers. But what a dickhead, <laughs> honestly. I read nah, that and yeah. I just felt angry. Uh, he got suspended for three months. Three months? Which just, only just suspended. Seems pretty job. light, but he actually resigned. He was like, no, I, I better go. And uh, quite rightly so. I'll go to the next town with me pants. And a bit. Did he get to keep the pants? That's all I need to know. That's all I, I think want. he did. Nice. Fair dues. It's his property. Just to sit in a so room with his underwear. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. Horrible time's against it. Let's... A disgusting story to almost end the podcast. Um, quick email uh, from uh, Van. Uh, Chris, any new uh, English uh, anecdotes? Basically, when uh, Japanese is used, is, is used rather strangely. Um, is yes. there any particular I, uh, ones you've seen lately? Yeah, I, I walked past a steak restaurant the other day, right. uh, just selling some meat and some steak, and there was a billboard at the front that said, this is the extremity of luxury, to buy it into <laughs> chunky meat. How juicy and tasty. It's beyond the description. And that, it's not, like, inherently mental, but it just sounds a bit weird and off. Uh, I love the phrase, the extremity of luxury. <laughs> extremity of luxury. I'm literally at what the extremity of luxury, guys. To bite into chunky meat. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is. I don't think it is beyond the description. I think they nailed no. it. That is I mean, the extremity of luxury for me, anyway. It's it biting it, into chunky meat. So. As an English speaker, sort of going into <laughs> restaurants that have these kind of rather um, strange, you know, fundamentally interesting, but fundamentally also very mm. strange things. For me, I just sort of go. It would take one. English person or one English speaking person to just rewrite that menu and everything would be fine that's a business people come to Japan want to be teachers but if you want want to make some real money set up a business proofreading these ridiculous signs yeah then then you think yeah but I guess a lot of the time it is the English is actually aimed at Japanese customers right you'll find these places actually want to simplify their English because it's going to be read by Japanese customers. And it's they frequently don't really not simple. What's though, in that's the English, right? <laughs> it's frequently not I mean, it's, simple, though, is it? It's, it's actually quite flowery and actually quite um, poetic well, in a weird kind of way. Yeah. The extremity <laughs> of luxury. Yeah. And the last question is from Jason, who says, What is the best and cheapest way to get to Japan from the UK? I'd really like to visit, but I only ever find tours, and I don't want to be rushed on a trip there and miss yeah. awesome sights. I, I'm assuming, Jason, you are coming to Japan on a tour. But I would recommend not doing that. Just grab mm. a guidebook or watch the videos on Abroad in Japan. Plug the channel, definitely. Um, but, like, <laughs> just do it yourself. Don't worry about going on a tour. I mean, yeah. if you, that's the easy way of racking up a massive bill, going on a tour. And I never like tours anyway because they kind of ruin that kind of spontaneous sense of adventure that you get yeah. from travelling uh, around places. So, yeah, just don't go on a tour if you can um, and do some research, spend some time making your own itinerary. Mm. And I think that's a lot better, and certainly a lot cheaper. Mm. And also fly versus fly versus fly via Italy, <laughs> as we <laughs> yeah, previously well, discussed. See our previous answer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Don't go to tour. Get a cheap flight. Don't go direct. And uh, yeah, don't go to. For crying out loud, because they always take you around like shops and stuff that you don't want to be in. I remember being in Korea, yeah. and I did the uh, tour of the demilitarized zone between North Korea and South Korea. Uh, you could, uh, you could rather. Mm. Um, uh, rather voyeuristically kind of peer into uh, North North Korea and uh, with a big binocular and um, or a set of binoculars <laughs> rather uh, and uh, after that they took, it, took me to an amethyst museum uh, and basically oh press ganged everyone into um, buying amethyst I, I had no Wait, I had no appetite wow, for amethyst, amethyst? it's a precious stone isn't it isn't it the stuff they find in like um, in rocks oh, I'm sure ooh, the geologists amethyst amethyst yes. um, yeah, amethyst. and they, they took us around the amethyst thing and, and basically forced us to buy amethyst <laughs> stuff, and none of us did. And then we got in the and we were with a lot of Americans, and we got in the minibus, and I cracked a real funny mm. Chris. I went, oh, I forgot to pick up some amethyst. Like no one was in the market <laughs> for amethyst. 
<laughs> I forgot to pick up the amethyst, Chris. You ridiculous so, yes. oh. oh, never mind. Um, so, once again, thank you for listening. Once again, time's up. But thanks, guys. Mm. Thanks for listening. Mm. Um, and uh, if you have any things you'd like to send us, abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Very yes. original email address. <laughs> send in stuff there. Your comments, your thoughts, your questions. Send them there, and we might read them out next week. But for now, guys, as always, we're off. And I'm going to not be able to sleep because of this canned coffee. What a fool. What a fool I am. Stop drinking coffee, Chris, you maniac. Ah. Long live Amethyst. Catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.